thank the Lord once again for an opportunity to come before the presence of the Lord this morning. Whatever the circumstances may be, we want to worship God in spirit and in truth. For God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship God in spirit and in truth, or in truth and in spirit. That means that, as we all know, we don't have that opportunity to meet together in persons as we have always known church to be. We go to a building or a house or a place and we meet together, we can see each other. We don't longer for, a, for now. But we thank God that in our generation today, where we are now, we can use technology to have that same worship or similar worship that we will have with each other if and when we were together. And so the temptation will be to not concentrate and have distractions, background distractions and the rest of it. That will rob us of our presence with God. And so we have to do everything that it takes to make sure that uh, we minimize distractions and concentrate on the Lord and be blessed on the Sunday service that we are having through various um, media apps that uh, we may be using. This is exactly what almost or many churches will be doing on Sundays from now on in many countries. Praise the Lord. It is an uncertain time. We live in a very uncertain time and in an uncertain time like this, where man has come to the extreme end of his ability to bring the circumstances of nature into control. The Christian has the privilege of relying on God to draw our strength from God. And in order to draw our strength from God, we don't just do that through prayer. When this things happen, you see that um, many people are calling for prayer. Many people are calling for prayer that Christians should pray, we should pray. But prayer is not the only source of our strength at this moment in time. We also need to draw our strength from the Word of God. And in addition to that, we also draw our strength from our awareness of the presence of God with us. And so this Three things are the things that I'm going to share with us briefly this 
afternoon that the Lord has given us the opportunity to do so. And so in times like this, we Christians, we need three things to draw our strength from to get us going. We need the scripture to draw our strength from. We need prayer to draw our strength from. And we need the presence of God with us to draw our strength as well. And so first of all, let us look at the scriptural side of it. In Colossians chapter 3, the verse 15 and 17 says, And let the peace of God rule your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Verse 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Praise God. He said, and let the peace of God rule your hearts. That is the key. We need the peace of God to rule our hearts. We want the peace of God to rule our hearts. We have to have the peace of God to rule our hearts. And not just us. We are not the only one that wants the peace of God to rule our heart. The verse carry on to say, to which also you were called in one body. We were called so that the peace of God will rule our hearts. And so it will rule our hearts as one body. It will rule our hearts as Christians. It will rule our hearts as believers. And so the bottom line, especially these days in our world, the things that are going on, the things that are happening in our world, the virus, the fear, the death, the scare that is going on. The best thing that a Christian can have out of this is for the peace of God to rule in our hearts. Without the peace of God to rule in our heart, the statistics of the truth or the facts that is going on, that is coming from the hospitals, that is coming from the doctors, that is coming from the government, that is coming from the news, from the TV, they will crush our spirits without the peace of God. Now some people are finding it even depression to be isolated, to be shut in, to be locked down. The fact that the viruses the virus is going on and people are told to stay indoors, not to go out. Even the sense of it, staying inside and not going out. People are coming out with all sorts of things that it had mental effect on them. It's a depressing thought that we are going to stay in your house. Man has never seen that sort of thing before. But us as Christians, 
the whole thing is that that the peace of God will rule in our hearts. And that is also the will of God. But in order for the will, the, the, the peace of God to rule in our hearts, we have to do some things. The peace of God is already there. Jesus said, my peace I gave unto you. Not the peace as the world gives. He said, in the world you will have troubles and tribulations. But in me you will have peace. And so we need to employ that peace of God. And like I said earlier, we don't get it only through prayer. But we also get it from the word of God. And it says in verses in Colossians, the verse, Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. That is the first key of unlocking the peace of God into our lives. In order for us to have the peace of God in our lives, we have to have the word of God dwelling in us richly, not poorly. It means we have to read the word of God. We have to meditate on the word of God. We have to reflect on the word of God. We have to invest our time and energy. We have to invest passion and desire into the word of God. In order for the word of God to be able to dwell in us richly. If the word of God is not dwelling in us richly, then we are poor. We are starving. Then the peace that is required of us, the peace which is the expectation or the desire of the Lord for our lives will not happen. The peace will not happen because the peace comes from some things. And one of those things is the word of God. The peace of God is like honey. It is so sweet. But honey does not rain from the skies. Honey comes from the honeycomb. And so if you neglect or reject the comb, there's no way that honey can drop out of nowhere. It has to come from somewhere. And that is from the word of God. So let it dwell in you richly. Especially in this time of uncertainties, in this time of fear, in this time that the enemy of humanity is no longer our fellow human being, but an unseen virus that is sweeping people's life like ants. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. And instead, the following say, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Instead of sending WhatsApp messages that are degrading, that are fearful, that takes the hope away, that brings fear, that mocks people, then be teaching, teach one another, sing in song. You send words of encouragement, messages of assurance, words of God's faithfulness, hope and peace. It says teaching and ad sing, teaching and admonishing one another. So God wants us. To be filled, first of all, with the word of God. 
And as we are filled with the word of God, then we have to teach others. We have to pass it on to other people. We have to share the word. And so when we are cemented, when we are filled, when we have the word of God, then we are in the position to be able to share with other people. That is where the peace of God begins to flow in our lives. That is where the peace of God begins to be obvious in our life. That is why prosperity comes in. Just as the Lord told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, the verse 8. It said, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. In order to have good success, in order for us to have good success, in order for us to be prosperous, in order for us to be secure, in order for us to be happy, in order for us to see the things that are happening in the midst of it and do not lose our appetite, in order for fear not to grip us, we have to have the word of God in us and how do we do that we meditate on the word of god he said meditate on it day and night meditate on the word of god meditate on the promises of god meditate on the teachings of the lord jesus christ let the word of god become part of our lives this is what we are called to do and as we allow that to happen, then the peace of God, which the Father is so much interested to see in our lives, will begin to take shape in our lives. Then, as we have the Word of God in us, it doesn't just stay there. In our spiritual life, it's like a physical life whereby we breathe in and out. Breathe in and out. That is the true way of surviving in the physical realm. The same thing applies in the spiritual realm. In order for us to survive in the spiritual realm, we have to breathe in and out. So, we take in the Word of God by reading it. That is the oxygen. Then we breathe out by praying to God. So, prayer and the Word are the two main things that a Christian needs to sustain us. So, in, Ma, in Luke chapter 18, the verse 1, Jesus, the Lord says, Then he spoke a parable to them. That men always ought to pray and not to lose heart. Men always. It didn't say men occasionally. Men once in a while. Men whenever they want. It said men always ought to pray. Always must pray. Always. Then not to lose heart. Not to lose heart means don't give up. Men always ought to pray. Not to be discouraged, not to lose heart, 
not to be lazy about it, not to forget about it. It has to become part and parcel of our lives. We breathe out the will that is in us, the concern that is in us, the problem that we have, the things that are going on, the situation in our family, in our personal lives, in our town, in our world. We have to stand and take authority. We have to pray. Men always ought to pray and not to lose heart. Why? Again, in Matthew chapter 26, the verse 41 says that, Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So watch and pray. Look at the situation that is going on and pray. For the spirit indeed is willing. For our spirit is secure within us. Our spirit is hidden with Christ. Our spirit is saved, but the flesh is weak. But the flesh is vulnerable. But the flesh still lives in the world. But the flesh has the enemies in the world. So watch and pray, lest you fall into temptation. Then we come to First Peter chapter five, verse eight: Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary. The devil walks about like a rolling lion, seeking whom he may devour. And verse 9 says, resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. The situation that is going on, the problem that we are facing, it is not a unique problem to us. It is a universal problem. We live in a world controlled by the devil and he's terrorizing and he's challenging and he's fighting against believers. It says so be vigilant, be sober, be alert because your adversary, it didn't say the adversary, it said your adversary, our enemy, we have an enemy. Adversary means the enemy, the one who hates us, the one who doesn't like us, the one who is doing everything that lies in his power to see us in hell, to be tormented for eternity. So our adversary, the devil, he walks about like a rolling lion. A rolling lion is a lion that is angry, that is fierce, that is looking for another animal to cheer them and you have them for lunch. So he's seeking who he may devour the enemy. And so the Bible says, resist him. Resist him. Resist him. And it says, steadfastly. You resist him steadfast in the faith. Remember, it is not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, says the word of God. It is by the spirit of God. So be steadfast, be sober, and be vigilant, and resist the devil. The situations that are going on in your life, the sicknesses, the challenges, the, the havoc, the problems, the issues, the negative things that are going on, resist them steadfastly in your life because the same things are happening in the world. Then we come to Ephesians chapter 6, talking about the armor of God. And it says in verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, verse 12, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, 
against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Verse 13. Therefore take out the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And I jump to verse 18. It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. You see, so prayer is part of the armor of God that we need. Putting on the whole armor of God, prayer is part of it. You see, praying always with all prayer. We need all prayer. Prayer for ourselves. Prayer for our family. Prayer for our town. Prayer for our, um, our parents. Prayer for our nation. Prayer for the world. Intercessory prayer. Individual prayer. Thanksgiving prayer. He said, and supplications. He used the word supplication here twice. Supplication is um, praying. Supplication prayer. Intercessory prayer. Thanking God. Giving God the glory. Giving Him the honor. And accepting it. Praying always. That is what in it. You don't need to cry when situations are going on. You don't need to worry. You don't need to let the situation beat you and overtake you as if you don't have a God. Why? Because in Philippians chapter 4 verses 5 and 6, verses 5 to 7, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. So this brings us back again to the first point. That the peace of God, the key word is about the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. It is more than anything that we can think of. You cannot touch the peace of God. You cannot see the peace of God. You don't see how it comes to you. But once you follow the instructions or the teachings of the Bible, it says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious means don't worry about anything. Don't be afraid about anything. Don't let anything bother you. Don't let anything worry you. Don't let anything take away your joy. The situation that is happening. The fear that is going on. The troubles that are happening around us. The facts, the statistics, the issues that are going on. We know it. We understand it. We see it. But be anxious for nothing. But then in everything by prayer. When you see it and you are afraid by prayer. When you see it and you are sighted by prayer. When you see it and you don't understand it by prayer. You say, and, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Supplication is a petition. When you are asking for God, you are, you are entreating God. You are asking God by prayer and supplication. Then with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a very important aspect of prayer. Thanksgiving has to be in two parts whenever we go on our knees to pray. It is not a compulsory, but it is a good practice that as a Christian, whenever we go before the Lord, we begin our prayer with thanksgiving to show our appreciation to the Father, to the Lord, for the things that He has done for us in our lives 
and the things that he has done in the world in general. So thanksgiving is good. And after we have thanked God and present our petitions and supplications unto God, then we end our prayer with thanksgiving as well. Thanking God for listening and answering our prayer by faith. It says when you pray, believe that you have received it and you will receive it. And so by faith you thank God and say, God, I thank you for answering my prayer before you even see them. And so let your request be made known unto God. Do not be anxious about anything. But in all things, by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God. Let your desire be made known unto God. Let your prayer item be made known unto God. Let your concern be made known unto God. Speak to the Lord. Tell the Lord. Reveal it to the Lord. Pour it to the Lord. Surrender unto the Lord. Let your request, what is going on, whatever the issue may be, let your request be made known unto God. That is why he keeps saying always and always and always and always prayer. For some of us, prayer is a religious act that we do only when there's a religious times. When we go to prayer meeting or Bible meeting or church, that is when we do prayer. But this is saying always when prayer becomes part of your life, then when prayer becomes part of your life, you then have a genuine relationship with God, which is not a religious relationship. Then you tend to know the Lord the way he is because you speak to him. You follow the word and always and in all things and in everything, you speak to God about anything and everything. And God is interested in anything and everything that you present to him apart from sin. And so in all things, let your prayer, your supplication be made known. And in an exchange of you presenting your prayer, request and supplication and thanksgiving to God, in exchange of that, you will receive the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. And in exchange of that, the peace of God comes to your life because you have emptied yourself before him, because you have given all that you have before him. Then the peace of God comes into your life. When people are struggling, when people are afraid, when people are roaming around because you have prayed, because you have faith because you have believed it then peace of God will govern your heart it will guide your thoughts it will guide your heart and your mind that is your thoughts and your feelings this is where the, the, the fear the arrows of fear is aimed at it comes to control your minds and your heart but when you have poor orders in there your thoughts you will be talking defeat you will be thinking defeat the father people are dying and they are giving numbers on the television which are fast, will not defeat your faithful language. So your thoughts, you know, when you see, oh, am I going to die? I'm coughing. Do I have the virus? Am I going to survive? Your thoughts will not be defeated. Your thinking will not be defeated because the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will overshadow you, will take you, will come upon you, and you will live your life as if nothing is happening. Not because nothing is happening. Not because you don't care. But because you have learned the secret of surrendering unto the Lord. Then the third thing that I want to finish up is that we need to understand after having the word with us and after having prayer, imagine ourselves in prayer, then we need to 
believe that the Lord is with us. Matthew chapter 28 verse 20 says, Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. And Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not, be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with the, my righteous right hand. So we are talking about the presence of God. If you are a Christian and you don't have the sense of God being with you, no matter how many hours you spend praying, you will still be afraid. No matter how many hours you spend reading the Bible from cover to cover, you will still feel insecure. Why? Because you don't have that assurance of his presence with you. You don't have that assurance of his word to go with you. So you are always empty. You come out from your prayer and as soon as you come out, you encounter the fear because you switch the telly on and you see the dead is increasing. The number of the dead are increasing. The stories are increasing. The infected people are increasing. And fear will grip you straight away because you don't believe in the Lord you don't believe that the Lord is with you. You don't believe that the Lord is there with you. So we have to have the assurance of his presence. And time will not allow me to go into deeper into this. But I want you to understand that, that there are two types of the presence of God with us. There is what is called the imminent presence with us. And also the transcendent presence with us. The imminent presence is when the Lord is with us. It's the one that I have read to you here. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. The Lord is with us as Christians. And these are his word. These are his, trans, um, his imminent presence that is always with us. And do not be afraid, for I am with you wherever you go. I am your God. This is the transcendent, imminent presence of God. And the transcendent presence of God is the presence of God that is in all over the universe. Wherever you go, the presence of God is there. You cannot escape that presence of God. And I can um, read that to you in Psalm chapter 1, verse 39. The verse 7. Psalm chapter 139. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say surely, the darkness shall fall on me. Even the night shall be like a, the night shall be like a light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you. But the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alive to you. This is the transcendent presence of God that is in the universe. Wherever you are, you cannot escape his presence. 
But we as Christians, we have the imminent presence of God, which are the promises of God to be with us. And God is with us. He said, wherever two or three will get together in my name, I am there in their midst. And in addition to that, wherever a single person you go in the presence of God, God is there with you. Wherever a believer, a Christian you are, the Lord is walking with you. We talked about last week how the angels of God are giving charge over us. And so we need to have this presence in the middle, in the midst of this fear, of this terror that is going on. We need to be assured that the Lord is walking with us in it. We are not alone. We are not deserted. We are not forsaken. We are not forgotten. God is with us. Emmanuel, God is with us. He will never leave us and nor forsake us. Praise God. So, the peace of God is what he wants us to have. And in order for us to have the peace, which is already here on earth with us, we have to stick to these three things. We have to develop unusual desire and passion to know the word of God and to keep the word of God in us so that we can quote them by heart. We can remember them by heart. It has to become part of our daily lives. Then prayer, talking to God, pouring our hearts to God. You see, when you prayer is a religious thing, you, you end up not knowing what to pray about. But when prayer becomes a lifestyle, you end up not knowing when to stop. Because it's a lifestyle. It flows naturally. You don't have to have certain amounts of religious phrases in order to talk to God. Be yourself and talk to God, whatever that is going on in our hearts and our lives. And as you have the word and you pray and you sense and you believe that the presence of God is with you wherever you go and whatever you do, trust me, God is faithful and he will honor his word. In the midst of persecution, even when they face you with a gun, you will still believe that God is there with us. That is the presence that was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even in the midst of fire. It was the same presence that was with Daniel in the lion's den. He never forsake us just because we find ourselves in trouble. So may the Lord strengthen you guide you, protect you, and elevate you. And may this word not fall into deaf ears. May it fall into a better ears so that you begin to practice them. If you haven't been learning, studying, and loving your Bible, this is an opportunity to do so. Because the problem that is going on in our world today is a wake-up call for Christians to examine, to re-examine our stand with God. May the Lord bless you. Amen.